Made right here in the heart of the Sportsman's Paradise, Bloodline Custom Calls are CNC'd aluminum pod calls that produce a sharp, one-of-a-kind replication of a turkey communicating in the woods. Most of their call supplies are resourced locally, and all are from the USA, with the pots being machined from a small business. Now, to go along with their custom pod calls, they have introduced multiple mouth calls to their current call line. Each call is built with a different cut to be unique in its own right and to be able to fit multiple people's call taste for luring in those big old gobblers. Check them out at Bloodline Custom Calls on Facebook or Instagram or visit them at bloodlinecustomcalls.com. Tonight we're going to do a little bass fishing with Craig and Taylor Cobb who were the 2022 Anglers of the Year for the Arkla Team Tournament Trail. We're going to cover their background and their experience on the Arkla Team Trail last year. Now look, I broke podcast interview rule number one, and I mispronounced their last name right off the jump. So y'all don't beat me up too bad about that, okay? <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy the interview. So tonight on the Antlers and Hicks podcast, we're going to talk bass tournament fishing. We've got some of the crappie stuff taken care of. Now we're shifting gears going into bass fishing, and we got two of the best guys in our area here Getting ready to talk tonight, the Kolb guys, Craig and Taylor Kolb. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Doing great, man. Good, good. Now, look, man, this this Arkla team, we're going to get to this in a moment, but, man, I'm really kind of pumped about, uh, after the, the information, I sat down and talked with Mr. Dale a little bit. Uh, I talked with Todd Wolf, and, and, man, this really sounds like a good thing. Man, it's great. We, we have, we had a ball last year. I mean, we, we had a great year, which obviously helps, but, you know, I, I've been fishing tournaments here for many, many, many years, and, and it's such a well-done, well-run, uh, very professional-type setting and something that, that it's bigger than, than most of what we've ever had around here, and, um, I, you know, I, I'm sure Taylor can add to it, but, man, I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking so forward to starting uh in uh, you know a few days on the on, on this season yeah so taylor i'll get with you in a moment on your take on it right now real quick i want to get just go ahead and knock out the formality so the people know who we're talking to craig tell us a little bit about you and your background well um first of all i will correct one thing we pronounce our last name cobb oh my bad i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 it, listen it looks like cold but don't blame you we answer to it we're so used to it by now it's not a big deal but since I'm introducing myself, I will say that I'm. I, look, I was born and raised uh, right here in West Monroe. I've been here all my life. I went to uh, Texas for college, a couple of years, played baseball. But really, other than that, um, I've been right here. And I was born and raised fishing and hunting right here, and in our part of the world. And it's what I do. And uh, brought Taylor up the same way. And. And, you know, now we do a lot of that, to a lot of those things together, duck hunting and fishing. And it's just kind of, you know, just sort of sort of what we identify with. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed I kind of did a little Facebook stalking, a little, a little uh, uh, Google stalking. You guys really like to duck hunt, don't you? That's <laughs> more than we like to eat. And that's that's saying <laughs> a lot. You know, we yeah. I mean, that, you know, for me, I pro that's probably my favorite thing to do in the world is is hunt ducks. I mean, I, you know, it's only 60 days, so, it, you know, you miss it and when it's not here, and then you feel like it's a mad dash while it is, and I love to fish. I mean, listen, I love the crappie fish. I love the bass fish. I love any kind of fishing. I really, really, really like to duck hunt, and I chase them hard, and uh, and Taylor kind of fell right in there with me, and, and 
you know, we put a lot into it and you know, it's some of the best times we've ever had are, are right around here hunting ducks. And I got to be honest with you. It looks like you guys are about as successful duck hunting as you are bass fishing. Well, <laughs> kind of like bass fishing at times, you know, <laughs> yeah. some days are really good. Some days not so good, but we put enough into it that, you know, great thing about duck hunting is, is if you're, you're willing to, you know, go the extra mile, you can, you can generally do fairly well. And we take it seriously enough that, and we had a really good year this year, you know, some years are not uh, quite so good. Some years better. And this was a pretty good one. So, um, we enjoyed it. And then as soon as it's over, you're ready to knock the dust off the rods and reels and go fishing. Yeah. Now look, I ask you real quick. I'm going to ask you one thing. So through my Google searching, I found you're a pretty notable tournament fisherman. So tell me, how did you get into some of this tournament fishing around here? <laughs> that goes way back now <laughs> i uh i fished my my dad fished tournaments for starters uh my dad is the is really what you know he's the reason for taylor and me anything i've done in fishing and i think taylor tell you the same thing was because of my daddy who is still the you know he's the finest angler i've ever known it's just just as simple as that charlie cobb was his name and he had a lot of success fishing tournaments around here and I was a member of First Baptist Church of West Monroe, and they had a father-son tournament when I was seven. And we fished it, and I think we actually finished third, and that was my first tournament, and, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> I, I love to compete. Uh, to me, it's – listen, it's, it's, so it goes back to when I was seven, but it's one of the most unique things in the world, you know, where the actual tournament competitors are not necessarily your competition, right? Your competition's in the water. And, and your competition doesn't play by rules. And that's, it's, it's so unique to me. And, and I've been in love with it since I did it and hopefully can do it for a lot longer as, you know, long as I feel like it, I'm going to continue to do it. You know, I like what you just said, because you're not really competing. Your, your biggest competition is in the water. And I think sometimes, you know, listening to people that are in these tournaments, they're worried about who's fishing the tournament rather than, you know, what's it what, what they're actually going for what they're actually their target is so that's interesting that you said that um ronald mcdonald i noticed that's i know that's a big name around here you you you're a winner aren't you i did i actually i won it <laughs> actually i won it the last time i fished it which was 2019 i i because of circumstances uh i haven't gotten to fish the last three years of course the next year was the covid year and they didn't have it and then the next year uh my wife had a surgery, a procedure, and so I was with her, uh, stayed with her for that. And then last year, I had a wedding to attend in South Louisiana. So, listen, I plan to fish it this year, and I'm going to go back and try to defend it, de- <laughs> defend the crown, so to speak, after three years of not getting to fish. I'm looking forward to it. But I, I'm, I'm yes, telling you. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I did win that 19, and it was a, it was a really neat deal. Those folks do a, a phenomenal job with that tournament, and it's – for a great cause and it, man it was it's it's a lot of fun to fish i look forward to it every time i get to fish it. yeah so when i how i got your number was uh i was at the, watching the super bowl with my buddy joe booth and he's like hey i i got a guy you need to talk to and i not already had you on my radar and i was like man I've, I've already gotten thank you for giving me his number and you know when i looked up and i saw that you had run won the ronald mcdonald i was like whoa this this you know this this guy knows what he's doing 
Is well, that- well, I should, man. Listen, I'm old and I've been doing it a long time, but it's funny. The great thing about fishing is some days I, I, I feel like I never, you know, made a cast in my life. That's <laughs> which is what keeps you hungry to go back again. Look, I get I have, you know, some of the bad days are as bad as it gets. So you you keep trying to hone your craft, so to speak, and it's always changing. Um, and I have had some success in tournaments around here, but I've also had my doors blown off. So it kind of keeps you hungry for the next one. So let me ask you real quick, your whole tournament life, doing all of it, what are some – well, give me a couple shining spots during all of it. Ooh. Well, I, I've won angle of the year stuff before. Um, anyone that knows me knows I had a partner for, oh, over 25 years. Well, I fished tournaments with my dad, and we won angle of the year in a, in a circuit that they had here. And then I fished tournaments with a uh, longtime partner, Mickey Fontana, and we fished for over 25 years together. And he just, up until last year, as a matter of fact, when Taylor started fishing with me and, you know, I won Ronald, Ronald McDonald, I've won Angler of the Year titles, I've, I've, you know, won a lot of tournaments here and there, but, but by far, by far the greatest accomplishment for me was last year winning Anglers of the Year in, uh, in Arkla for a lot of different reasons. First of all, Arkla is probably one of the biggest circuits we've had here, you know, monetarily and, in, in, you know, terms of numbers, too, especially, you know, in a long, long time, especially. But um, so to win it in its, you know, inaugural year to win it against the guys we wanted against, because I'm convinced that and I said this at the championship, they all handed me the microphone when they honored us. And I said there, I, I listen, I may be wrong, but I feel like some of the best fishermen in the world are right here. I really do. And a lot of guys who, if they didn't have families and jobs and, and wives and things, they could be professional fishermen. They just didn't choose that life. So to have any success in this part of the world, you've done something. And to win Angle of the Year, you've really done something. And to do it with your son. Um, and in the first year that we fished together was this past year. So to win Anglers of the Year in that circuit with my son, listen, I mean, it, to, for me, and in, in, in our part of the world, it just doesn't get any better than that. I know that. Um, right. I know that. So, you know, now I'm not, I'm not crazy. You know, it'll, it would be very, very difficult to defend. We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go out and take a great cut at it. But, like I said, the fishermen around here are phenomenal. They're really unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm amazed at what they can do at times. I'm on the same body of water with them, and. And they do things and accomplish them. Like, how in the world did you do that? How did you figure that out? So, like I say, anytime you do well around here, it's it's quite an accomplishment because I have the utmost respect for these guys. There's something else now. That's good to hear, man. Now, Taylor. Now, I did a yes, little sir. I did a little Google stalking on you too, and there's something I'm <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You know, the you were a part of the ULM fishing team, right? Yes, sir. And that name yes, carries a lot of weight in the collegiate ranks, man. You know, I know yeah. it does. Uh, and I'm very impressed to read that. So tell me about you. Uh, obviously, you are you grew up in the area, right? Yes, sir. West Monroe High School. Yeah, West Monroe High School. I've been here a lot like my dad, except I didn't go to Texas to play baseball. I stayed right, right here. So. <laughs> now, you fished. Did, now, did, did West Monroe have a team at the time when you were in school? They, they did. My senior year, we um, – started a, a team and and i didn't really do much as far as as uh through administration or whatnot but i was you know the president of the team 
it was our first year, my senior year, and we fished uh, a little club, or I say a little club. It wasn't as big then as it is now. I mean, there wasn't 100 boats and people going all over, but it, it was a pretty good size for us then, and, and uh, we, we had that my senior year. It was a good deal. Going into your college career, how did you get hooked up with the fishing team over at ULM? Well, see, that, that had started when I was younger, um, and I watched them on, on uh, TV. Uh, they had a lot of tournaments here at the Washita River. They had, you know, tournaments in ULM. There was always names around the top and all of those, and that we kind, I kind of going into school, that's what – what I was wanting to do that I knew I wanted to fish for ULM. And if it, if it wasn't for ULM fishing, you know, probably wouldn't have been so excited to get to college as I was, but because that was my, my, my goal the whole time was to fish for a ULM going in. Okay. Now, now I'm going to ask you something real quick. And this just popped into my head. Yes. Sir. I want, if you could look at a group of young people that are in high school and their goal is to fish in college. Give them, give them some tips, something that they need to do in order to be successful at that. Oh, um, it's kind of a, a give and take thing. So really don't be scared to get out of your comfort zone. Um, my best finish in college was a fourth place on, on fourth, fourth place, sorry, on table rock. And, uh, we caught those fish over a hundred foot of water throwing an A-rig. I mean, it was, I've never done anything like that. Probably unless I get away from here, I never will do anything like that. Um, so don't be scared to get out of your comfort zone when it comes to, comes to fishing different lakes, but also don't remember where you, uh, don't forget where you came from. There's a lot of tournaments where I was, got caught in the dock talk and I was trying to do the things that are notorious for winning in that area. And the tournament was one right under my nose doing something that I love to do simply because I didn't keep it honest. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't go shallow when I should have and fish visible cover when I should have. And it was something that I really would have been good at, really would have excelled at. Instead, I got caught doing the things that, that the lake is known for instead of doing the things that I'm known for, if that makes any sense. Makes so so sense. Be, be, who, be who you are as an angler instead of what the lake is. And the reason I ask is, you know, I see a lot more high school uh, little schools having fishing teams now, and I it mean, has, it has blown up. It has, and I want to see these young people do so well. But you know, sometimes I'm like, man, you know, that some I feel I probably feel like I mean, I feel like they're probably kind of in uncharted waters because they don't know exactly what to do on the next level, maybe. And they, they, definitely, they definitely are. A lot of the lakes around here set up the same way. Um, and, and you go different places and it's nothing, nothing like, like what we have here. Now, if the people were to come here, they'd get their feelings hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm be honest with you. It would be, it would be, you know, a coming out party for, for the kids around here. But you go, you, you realize how, how minute the lakes around here are compared to everything else that you, that you fish in other places. Okay. Now, Craig, let me ask you something real quick. I want to ask you shift gears toward the Arkla team trail. How did you guys find out about this? I mean, obviously you're in the know. So did did you hear about it through word of mouth or did somebody, you know, actually search you out and say, hey, man, you need to get in on this? Well, I was 
so I was friends with uh, Todd Wolf <clears throat> and Todd Reisinger, some of those guys, E.K. Kassarag, um, Thomas McMillan, Dale Taylor, some of those guys who are, are putting this thing together. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. D uh, Dusty Mobley, I don't want to leave any names out because they all deserve to be mentioned. Uh, they were sharing it on Facebook. And I read it, and we were a little bit in limbo going into last year because I didn't know if my longtime tournament partner, uh, Mickey, was going to be able to fish or not. And we were trying to just, he said, listen, if I can fish, I'm not going to fish both. So I called Taylor to see if he wanted to fish one or the other. Um, and I'll share a little more about that later. But uh, we, you know, we, it was, it's a, it was fairly pricey for, for Taylor, I thought. But he, listen, he made it work. And, uh, and we jumped in there. Uh, you know, it was getting down to the deadline and we had not really discussed it. And, and I'll tell you the funny thing about that, they fished two places that we, we literally didn't know squat about. <laughs> and so you had to, to make that kind of investment on yourself going into to two different bodies of water that I, we just, we just didn't know. We just had not fish much and one of them, not at all. Uh, you know, it was a tough decision, but listen, we decided to do it. I'm glad we did. And we're, we're here for the long haul because they're putting together one phenomenal circuit. They really are. They are working so hard and so diligently to give us something here that we really haven't had, um, you know, in terms of the type of money you're fishing for, um, the way it's spread out and in the format and things of that nature. So they're doing a great job. I'm glad we, we decided to do it, obviously. Uh, but it was mainly on social media. And then there was a pretty good buzz among the fishing community. Um, so, hey, you're going to fish it? Hey, you're going to fish it? And I was hearing more guys than not saying, yeah, you bet. And so it's, it's sort of momentum from there. And we decided to do it. And, you know, like I said, really glad we did. Outstanding, man. That's, that's you know, like I said, I'd never seen it. I had seen it shared a little last year on social media. But now that I'm paying attention you know, I see a lot of people talking about it, and uh, and I think that's a great way to get the word out. You know, who doesn't have social media right now, right? Um, right. Now, Taylor, let me ask you. Tell me about the first few tournaments you guys did last year. Uh, like your dad said, you know, there were two bodies of water that y'all didn't know much about. So give me a, give me an idea about those. Well, as he mentioned earlier, we're big duck hunters. Love to duck hunt, and that. If I'm not mistaken, Arkla was at the last weekend, or was it, or like the weekend after duck season? Or like the weekend after duck season. We both work, and we could not get away to practice. Or, let me take that back. We were, we were not going to get away to practice. We were going to duck hunt as long as we could. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I, we went to Chico, and we had never laid eyes on it. I think I had look, looked at Google Earth, you know, but what? You're not only going to know so much from, from Google Earth on an oxbow like, like Chico. So we literally put the boat in and flipped a coin. You know, okay, we're going to go right out of the out of the, the launch. We're going to go left. And, you know, we decided we were going to go right. So we went right, and we were 9 o'clock catching our first fish. We had a couple highlights last year of, you know, things we got really excited about during the tournament year. But I think the first fish that we caught at Chico was the most exciting thing. And he was just a two and a half pounder simply because we didn't zero. We had never looked we had never looked at the lake before. Never it didn't know anything about it. We caught one little measly two and a half pound fish and hugged to the carpet because we didn't zero. It was so cold that morning we knew it would be tough. We didn't know there was a fish in that lake, but but we caught one and, and we were excited about that. 
And uh, look, I'll add this. He didn't. He didn't say that. It, I think it was either fourteen or seventeen degrees that morning when we put the boat in the water. My goodness! It was. It was in the teens. And matter of fact, some of the shallows had ice over the top of. And we we literally made our first cast in that lake in that tournament, both of us. Mm. So that kind of tells you what what we were up against going in. But uh, like he said, we did finally catch one, and we wound up. I think we wound up fifth in that tournament and won a thousand dollars. So we, we were off and running in a body of water. We had just never fished. And before. to add on to that, I had never been paid a thousand dollars for fifth place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about this tournament. It pays really nice. It does. It does. You can be fortunate enough to win one of them. You pay for all your fishing for the year for the most part. Mm. Now, going into Lake Darbone next, uh, that, that was the next stop last year. Tell me, you guys, y'all familiar with Darbone? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, if I, I don't know about it, Darbone, it probably doesn't exist. Well, I asked, we, I asked that kind of tongue in cheek because you know I knew I knew where you finished, but you know <laughs> we uh, we we say we're familiar with Darbone, and Darbone seemed to throw a screwball at you every time you fish it. So tell me how that. Do you remember how that tournament went? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know if you want <laughs> me to tell you or him to tell you, but that was. That was an amazing day. It truly was. We started slow, uh, to be honest. And we made a move fairly early. And probably, I think we had four fish, uh, four fish and the, the smallest being a 12-incher and the biggest being maybe three pounds. And he made the statement, I'll never forget it. He said, I'm just really not feeling this right here. And I told him, I said, just be patient. We need some wind and we're going to get it. Just be patient. And honest truth, a little breeze picked up. Taylor swings on one and says, get the net. And I jumped down and got the net, and it was about a five-and-a-half pounder. And we put he put it in the boat. I went and got back on the front while he's taking the fish off to put in the live well. That was our limit fish. And I swing on one. Fish hits me immediately, and I swing on it, and I catch it, and it was close to eight. Mm. Um, seven ninety something or seven eighty something. 82. I don't know, but right at right at eight pounds, and that called a twelve inch fish. And from that moment, for the next probably two hours, is about as hard as you can catch three to four pound fish. I mean, it was just we were just really whacking at them until the wind got so strong it turned the area up and it shut it down. But the damage was done by then, and uh, we won won the tournament with I think it was twenty two something. And then had one close to eight pounds, which was big fish. Um, but it but it all happened. It was it was that one little key ingredient that we were missing. And when we got it, you know, I I, I really knew the fish were around there somewhere. Um, they were just not charged up. And when we got the little breeze, that that changed the, everything about it. In 2023, time is a valuable thing, and nobody knows this better than the guys at Ludwig Marine. Mitch Ludwig came from working 10 years as a millwright on a swing shift schedule to being a small business owner, and he fully understands how precious time can be for today's fishermen. Dealing in Ranger, Triton, War Eagle, Mercury, Yamaha, Tahatsu, Honda, Gatortail, Copperhead, and now Reaper Boats. For all your boating needs, call Ludwig Marine at 318-545-5595 or go see them at either of their two locations. 110 Old Highway 15 in Farmerville or on U.S. Highway 165 South in Monroe.
That win right there really set your set you guys toward the top of the Angler of the Year last year, didn't it? Well, we went from fifth to first. Yeah, uh, in that tournament. So yes, and and that moved us into first for Anglers of the Year. And then it was a matter of could we hold on. We had a tough Washtenaw River tournament coming, and we had a Felsenthal tournament, which neither one of us knew squat about for the most part. But uh, but it did put us in first. Yeah, that was the. That was the springboard that got us there, and it was a matter of staying there. Yeah, and I'm looking at the the Angler of the Year last year. I mean, it was the first, like, I, you can even say the top four. It was close the entire the entire season, all the way down to Felton. Hey, let me <laughs> – I want to tell you something funny about that. It was close. I think it was four points or something like that going into the Washtenaw River. I, I don't something. remember it was. But here's the funny thing. The team that was in second was Jacob Andrews and Connor Nimrod. Ordinarily, I'm old. I wouldn't remember that, except for, at the time, Taylor, who was in first with me, and Jacob, who was in second, were roommates. They were living together. <laughs> so, so let me tell you, if you don't know there was some trash talking going on, and I mean some chiding and, and ribbing, and Jacob is a – He's an exceptional young man. He's an exceptional fisherman. Connor, who was his partner, is an exceptional young man, exceptional fisherman. But we really there was there were some barbs thrown back and forth, man. I got to tell you, because here they are living together, and and we're we're one two in the circuit here for the last you know two tournaments. That was that was some fun. Now I have to tell you, I bet it was. I mean, so just so that everybody knows, it goes a month between tournaments. So for right. one month, <laughs> I mean, it was. It, how was it, Taylor? I mean, did it ever get to a point where you're like, hey, man, I got to walk off? No, we didn't take any weeks off. No, I'm talking about, all, oh, it, I got it's you. All, it's all lighthearted, but every every joke comes with a little truth, and we were throwing them as fast as we could think of them. Oh, my. I, did you – I would have spent my days thinking, okay, what's going to happen tonight when I get home? What's going to happen? What, How am I going to have to handle this? Well, it – with him, you, if you know how to take him, it, it can it can be pretty fun. Jacob, um, he's a he's a he's a he's a ball of wax. I mean, that's that's all, all a barrel of monkeys is all he is. You know, you know how to know how to take him, but but uh, it we 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 didn't ever slack up on Jacob at all. We were giving it to him, and he was giving it to us, and it's just we just knew that was how it was going to be for the time being. Well, that's good. You guys, uh, Washtenaw River, you finished a little bit in front of them. And then going down to the Felsenthal, to the last one of the year, how confident were you going in? Of course, you've never set foot on it. Did you, I mean, did you think you could hold on? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Yeah, I, I had actually fished Felsenthal a couple of times, but years and years ago. And Taylor had never Taylor had never made a cast there, and we actually went and pre-fished in separate boats. And this is where I'll give him a ton of credit. It was tough on me because I'm a little older than he is, and, and or a lot, and I don't handle the heat as well as he does. And let me tell you, every day uh, for practice and all the week leading up to the tournament, the tournament itself was just excruciatingly hot. Um, highs in the low hundreds and winds light and variable. That was the forecast. Mm. That was the forecast for practice. That was the forecast for the tournament. And the difficulty was the river was about three feet or four feet high and rolling. I mean, it was, that was some of the fastest current I've seen up that way. So you knew you were going to lose two or three feet of water between 
the time that that you know we're practicing to the time we fish so we go up and practice the weekend before right and i'm going to give you a comparison here we go up and practice the saturday before we're not in a tournament we're just practicing well media bass as an arcla division okay it's different totally different circuit but they're fishing felsenthal that day i i can't remember how many teams they had 20 something teams something of that nature there was not one limit caught mm. not one that's how tough the body of water was fishing now it turns out that was a blessing and a curse because taylor to his credit we were in separate boats taylor settled in a little area and knocked out two or three bites it's what we had it's all we had so were we confident not necessarily but we knew where we were going we knew what we were doing we knew what we had to do and there was no reason you know we weren't playing mind games should we stay here should we go this is all we got and so we milked it for all it was worth and hey listen it was enough to get us across the finish line and actually won some money actually uh i think if i'm not mistaken finished uh eighth or ninth or something and won a little money so between chico which we had literally neither one of us had ever fished felsenthal that i had fished two or three times maybe and taylor never we won money in both of them that's the difference that was what you know that's that's what you have to do to be able to you know compete with fishermen that are that good yeah i'm i'm sitting here man and and i'm looking and i want to ask you this when you guys rolled up you knew what you'd caught at felsenthal did you think it was enough <laughs> i knew it was i knew it was a 50 50 it was a definite maybe this <laughs> is about all i knew we started feeling okay when when um when we started seeing the weights and really jacob and connor which we mentioned i think they were seven points behind us by then if i'm if, if memory serves me correctly so the way the points work your weight doesn't matter how much weight it's all about place so they would have had to finish seven places ahead of us to have caught us in the angle of the year run now they're 60 teams okay so that's not even remotely out of the question if, if you bomb it's a no-brainer oh yeah I mean, if, you, if you don't catch them you're done for right so we knew they had to catch them to beat us we knew that we had because we, i think we had 11 and a half pounds, which is tough as it was fishing up there. And see, another thing that I didn't mention from the practice time to the tournament time, the way ARCLA does it, if it's off limits Sunday from, from Sunday evening until the tournament. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you can't be on that body of water. So we'd go in with the water two feet lower. So we knew we had caught them fairly well. We didn't know how good a day it was overall necessarily how well anybody had caught them we knew what we did we didn't we didn't lose any fish that whole day i felt like we had fished to the best of our ability and if they were going to beat us they had to beat us i mean you, you weren't we weren't going to give it to you at the end of that day that's right you know? that's about how we felt oh, i like <laughs> they were going to have they, they had to catch them and if they did hey you just tip your hat say congratulations that's right i like it i like it so that's last year we come into this year we've added two more turn two more uh, lakes or two more bodies of water to the schedule this year. Lake Claiborne starts us off February 25th. It wasn't on the schedule last year. You guys good with Claiborne? Um, <laughs> under normal circumstances, I would be, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I love Claiborne. That's considered my, I, I guess I consider Claiborne my home lake. I was raised with a camp up there and we fished it 
fishing with my dad for a lot of years. Um, Claiborne's fishing a lot different than it has traditionally for a lot of reasons. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, are we confident? I wouldn't say we're confident, but what I would say is that, listen, I feel as good if I, if I'm not going to just know I'm going to go in and whack them somewhere, I feel as good about going to Claiborne with, with questions than, than somewhere else simply because I know so much about the lake, but how does that translate? We're, we're going to find out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Um, Lake Chico comes up next. Now Chico in March is not going to be the same Chico that you saw last no. year. No, it's going to, it's going to, I think Chico will probably be the, the heaviest weights that we're going to have this year. If I, if I was to bet on it, unless we get a major cold front, even still, I mean, there was a 25 pound bag caught last year when, when it was, you know, 17 degrees at, at blast off. Um, but I'm, I'm, we're, I'm, not going to have i don't feel like we're going to have trouble you know figuring out how to catch fish in that one it's just putting yourself around the right ones is, is, is the big big key there yeah i can understand that april 29th brings us to cross lake now this is a lake i've seen before never been on it um uh right in right, right there at shreveport you guys familiar with cross lake nope I've, I've, I've never looked at it. Neither one of us have ever fished it. Okay, so this ought to be interesting. This should from be good. I, from what I've heard and seen about Cross Lake, it's a lot of cypress trees, a lot of a lot of shallow uh, hand-to-hand combat type fishing, which really isn't a isn't a, a reach for either one of us. We enjoy doing that, but here again, when you never when you've never laid eyes on a place, it, it can be pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. So how about the Washtenaw River? May twenty seventh brings us to the Washtenaw River. Washtenaw River, you guys fished last year. You finished, I believe, twelfth on the Washtenaw River last year. Um, good with that, obviously. I would think you're close right here at the house. I mean, but then again, so is everybody else. You know, the, the river is is Jekyll and Hyde for me. All it all depends on the water level. You know, with last year when we fished it, I think we had thirty one maybe 32 feet of river 30 31 and that's really a no man's land for me now no, not obviously not for other people they they probably love that that stage i like it 28 below and i like it 32 and above and this far out you just have no clue what you're gonna have you know i, I don't know um I'll, i mean I'm, I'm comfortable with it i know that but i you know it all depends on river level and is it rising is it falling and the, the kind of weather pattern you get Mm-hmm. That's true. That's it's true. The, the river, the river is is the same body of water, but completely different every year you fish it. You never fish it the same. You know, you never you never have the same uh, conditions. It seems like so. You know, it's it's hero or zero in that in that tournament for both of us usually. Yeah. Now the next stop is June twenty fourth. Now that's Felsenthal. So, and what I wanted to ask you earlier. Is this all above the locks, or do they allow you to go below and above? No, it's all above the lock. The lock is the southern boundary. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, June, the it shouldn't be a whole lot of backwater um, in that area in June. But then again, it depends on how much rain we've got. Well, right. And see, last year, that was June that we fished up there, that it was like two and a half feet high and, and muddy and rolling. On tournament day, they had one of those, you know, summer squalls come through there, and it just sat over the top of it and dumped water for several hours, and 
you, you know, it completely changes everything. And, you know, of course, I'll tell you what we overcame with Felsenthal last year. And I mentioned it was like 102 degrees. Don't you think about this throughout the course of ARCLA last year? And we don't know how this year is going to go. But throughout the course of ARCLA last year, think about that. The first tournament we fished, it was either 14 or 17 degrees. I think it was 17. 17. degree wind chill. Right. Okay, so it was 17 degrees at blast off. The last tournament we fished, it got up to 102 degrees. And you're talking about 90, nearly 90 degrees different. So when you talk about conditions going into a year, you never really know what you're going to face. And, it, and you know, it, everything is, is kind of conditioned. You know, it kind of depends on whatever conditions you have in terms of what you're able to do. Yeah, and it doesn't really uh, benefit just one style of fishing. I mean, you've got to know, you've got to be good at all kind of, of uh, the whole gamut, I guess you could say, uh, to fish when it's cold exactly as right. well, when it's, when it's burning up hot. So, now the championship. I, I have a saying about that. If the technique that you don't know how to do is the one that's going to beat you. That's, yeah, that's a good, time. that is a good, good statement to live by. Now, the championship, Lake Darbone. We're going to skip the summer months. We're going to come into Lake Darbone October the 12th through the 14th. Um, again, you guys got three days on Darbone. That ought to play pretty well, huh? Or you hope. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, October is not a not a time of the year where we fish a ton simply because we're getting, you know, duck blinds ready and, and – and, things of that sort you know we're you know lining out decoys and getting the camp ready that that's the biggest to me i feel like going into that is the biggest question mark honestly because like i said we don't fish much that time of year um and and those guys that do fish that time of year are hard to beat yeah they're (laughs) they're really good they get dialed in they get dialed in yeah, about as well not, as you can be. Let's not take anything away from them. We we fish against some some hammers. I mean, they're really good. Every one of them really good. Yeah, I've seen some names on the roster this year that you know I'm I've I've heard of all my my whole life. You know, so this is kind of a who's who of North Louisiana uh, bass fishing because uh, there's there's all kind of good names on there. It's any they're good name. man. Yeah. They're they're so good, and I, I'm. Like I say, I stand amazed all the time. All the time at what I, I watch them. I'm I'm serious, and I don't look. We won Anglers of the Year, and I'm as proud of that as I can be. I, I'll you know, because I love to brag on my kids. So you know, my son was in the boat with me, so I'll just brag on him. Hey, we won Anglers of the Year. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, do I think I'm the best fish in that group? Man, no. There are a lot of them better than I am. Way better. And you know, like I say, it just you it just makes you really grateful when something goes right for you um every single one of them right on down the line you know i've seen all of them win at at some point in time and any of them are capable i mean there's not a team fishing it that's not capable of angle of the year in that circuit i promise you that i can believe it i can believe it well guys i guess that's all i wanted to talk y'all got anything else of note that you think people may be interested in here i i do want to you had mentioned arkla and i, I want to thank uh uh, you know, the guys who were doing that, Todd Wolf, Dusty Mobley, I mentioned him one time, E.K. Kosrog, I think, Thomas McMillan, um, uh, Todd Reisinger, I may have missed Todd one time, and Dale Taylor and his bunch, Miss Gale and his grandsons. Listen, they have already, they have really done everything they can to give us a, a quality circuit. And listen, not only them, you know, Greg Tertia does media bass around here. 
it's fantastic. I know. I think it's Junior Griggs does uh, North Central team. There's something good to to fish here, and and if Arkla is a little more than than you than you you know want to bite off, hey, I get it. Um, there's another circuit you can fish, but listen. I think it's too late to enter Arkla this year, but look at it next year. Look at it long and hard. These people, listen, I don't know if you mentioned it, but you take Darmon in October, $15,000 for that tournament. $15,000 right here in our own backyard. Man, you just don't see that. I mean, they have worked with city leaders and local leaders to and, and sponsors to really make this something else. Um, and, and if – Hey, throw your money in there. I, I can promise you there are a lot of people here that are good enough that aren't fishing. And, you know, that's one thing I didn't mention was the purse weight. So tell us real quick, what's first place pay in just the regular ones? I mean, and, and, and five, like $5,000. $5,000. If you can We walked away place. from Darbone with close to $6,000 first place in Big Bad. On a, on a local level, you're not going to get any better than that, mm-hmm. especially around here. Like, like you said, it's a lot to bite off. It's a commitment, but it from I, I, I like the payout the way it is, and the what, and you know having to pay your entries up front because it keeps everybody honest. You know they and and you don't you don't have a the circuit doesn't fizzle out. People show up for every one of them because they've already paid their money. You're not going into the last tournament of the year with you know ten boats fishing instead of the sixty that you started out You're with fishing simply, for fishing for a thousand all of a sudden. Yes, yeah, sim- you know? sim- simply because. Uh, you know, everybody's paid their money. They don't want to waste their money, so they want, they're not going to, you know, they're going to show up. I, I enjoy that uh, about the, the circuit. So, like I said, it's it's a lot to bite off the beginning of the uh, tournament season whenever it's time to pay your entry, but it, it really is a good thing. On that note, though, I think, this, I think they split that up. You have a deposit to hold your spot, and then you can finish it. So, they split that up. So, it's all on social media, Arc Latines, and you can follow that. And they, listen, they they do a phenomenal job. They really do. I know a lot of people like to go to Texas and fish those circuits. They're trying to put something around here to, to keep you from having to go all that way with gas, what it is. And, and they, it, it's been remarkable. That's right. You guys can catch them. Arkla team trail on Facebook, social media, or you can look at them. Arkla team trail.com. Uh, really, right. really nice website. I mean, I, it's easy to navigate. Looks great. Looks extremely professional. Um, I'm excited. I'll be at a few weigh-ins, kind of helping with some Facebook Live stuff and talking with some guys uh, for you know to promote to promote the trail. So, kind of looking forward to getting to meet you guys, being around a little bit more, and and learning a little bit more about how these trails run. We're looking forward to it. Look, we'll, we'll take the same finish as last year if it's if it's all the same to everybody else. <laughs> that's what. That's right. That's right. Well, guys, hey, look, man, I appreciate you taking time out tonight. Uh, we got this one good. I think it's good. You got a lot of good information, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys Friday night. Y'all gonna be at the uh, at the thing on Friday night in Farmerville? Yes, sir. We'll be there. All right. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks so much. Man. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all. Bye. Right, bye. I really appreciate Craig and Taylor for coming on and talking about the trail like they did. Now, if you're interested in following the trail this year, you can go to Facebook and follow their page. We're going to be doing Facebook Live interviews at the weigh-ins, and we really hope that you guys tune in to watch. Now, look, guys, I hope you like this podcast, and I want you to share it with your friends. I'm doing all I can to help grow fishing in our area, and I'm trying to give these fishermen a platform to showcase their knowledge and their skills. 
Also, stop by the Antlers and Hicks Facebook page and check out the gear we've got. And I've got some more hats coming, so you guys just be patient, okay? My name is Greg Hicks. This is the Antlers and Hicks Podcast. And as always, I'm going to encourage you guys to live your life past 20 yards. We'll see you next time.